I'm here, so. <laughs> I'm Shea Gooch Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren, and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. <laughs> I have, I don't, is that like you eat it together? Everybody tells him to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw. Like. <laughs> Howdy. I, I'm, a, I'm an artist on the court. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kenrich Williams, and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll. It's a troll. I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Good. Very good. I like the hat. You bro. like the hat? Yeah. <laughs> Vava? This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, I've got Taylor. You're simply the best. The staff. Better than all the rest. And Jay. It's Jay. Guys. Multiple wins this week for the Thunder. Multiple And by that, I mean on Tuesday night. The most fun. So much fun. Two have been had. Down to dunk Thunder Night. Like 200 some odd dunkers. Great a- service at Spark. Somehow Spark fed us quicker than the Jones Assembly. <laughs> less and people. We, less people to be we, fair. But, and we can say that because they're a part of the same company. Part of the same group. And then went over and watched just an absolute beatdown of a game. Just destroyed them. The most comfortable seats I've ever been in. That was... That was one of the most fun games to be at. Yes. It was great. And, uh, man, I know we've said this multiple times, but a huge, huge, huge uh, shout-out and appreciation from us to all of you who listen to the pod, who are able to be there. Those of you who wish you were there and those of you that just hate listen, all of you all, we are so grateful for your, uh, I don't know, commitment to the pod. It's awesome. Your work. We're, like, literally humbled. And people, like, when you see us and – I hope nobody ever, this is always what goes in my head where I'm like, I hope nobody ever thinks that we were, we didn't talk to them or say hi to them. It's really just because we don't know what to do and we feel awkward. So come and talk to us. I feel like that we was, did a pretty good job. I feel like that was better. I was proud of you, Andrew. I watched you a lot. You work the room at Spark. I'm trying to, man. Um, it's not my natural. It is not your natural thing, but you did it. It yeah. was amazing. Thank and then you. Taylor, were you, did you show up? I was there. It's good. It's good to see you too. You were in a good you. mood, man. Dancing around. I'm, I'm actually still like in a social hangover today from Tuesday because <laughs> yeah. I was like going for you it. You were out there. Yeah. It was great. It was so much fun. But Jay, you're right. Like it's if you're expecting us to like come up to you and stuff, I I feel so uh uncomfortable well, we just don't want to assume like exactly yeah. hey, every, everybody want here to is for the yes. podcast yes exactly because there are probably there's no people. way to differ unless you're wearing a down to dunk shirt it's like yeah, yeah. those yeah. games the people kinda... that had down to dunk shirts i definitely like said what's up to them yep anyway man it was awesome met some great people and uh, question from the chat who came the furthest to the game there was somebody from la that came yep. there was somebody from iowa i mean alex alex came pretty far from portland <laughs> That's We're true. trying to get McKelly next year. McKelly, we have to do a GoFundMe. By far, yeah, yeah. So it was, um, it was amazing. We are. I'm just so thankful for. I mean, just the opportunity to do this is crazy. You know that we get to be a part of people's like Thunder fandom is just unbelievable, and it's something that we. Um, I don't know. I really cherish it. I'm really yeah. thankful. Yeah. And I also really want to remember names. Yeah, let's a try. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. just to let you know. Yep, just trying my best because I want you to know how much we value you. Like yep. this isn't something we take for granted. It's literally every time it's incredible. We got the picture yesterday, and just to see all the people that were there was awesome. Yeah, it's it's, it's overwhelming. Something else that's overwhelming is the way the Thunder played against the Warriors last night, especially in the fourth quarter and in the first half, and not the the third quarter. There was like parts. a <laughs> half of the second quarter and half the third, the third quarter. quarter. It was like oh my gosh. 
Are we wa- is this the Pelicans game? Mm-hmm. Like, did I actually turn on the Pelicans game? But what was the difference? Honestly, the difference was like the bench was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Kenrich Williams was great. I thought Vava was so good. Isaiah Joe was amazing. Isaiah Joe was obviously like the most amazing thing about the game. Seven mm-hmm. of seven from three. Almost, almost didn't have the perfect game, but did get fouled on a three. And missed and one missed, free throw. <laughs> he missed a free throw. Almost had like the perfect you game. You know that they're giving him so much grief. Yeah, 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 in that one oh, throw. that's so good. Get in it's the so gym, good. Isaiah. Dude, it was watching this offense. There was some, the slog of the second quarter half the second quarter, half the third quarter. Yeah. Shea was missing things that he wasn't missing most of the rest of the game. They just got real ugly for a while. And But to watch the way they pulled back away, but also the way they set the standard. I know I think the Warriors went up 5-0 before the Thunder <laughs> kind of started scoring and going forward. And I don't know. They moved the ball so beautifully mm-hmm. last night. Yeah, they did. And it was it's, it's like the actual, and I know, I know, Draymond wasn't there. He's the blah, 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 blah. Steph Curry wasn't there. He's hurt. I get all of those yeah. things. They, but. they also lost to the Kings last Friday without De'Aaron Fox. And the, and the Kings have been so bad without De'Aaron. So, Except for when they beat the Thunder and the Warriors. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like they, But like the, the, the point I was trying to make was like the actualized version of the way this team wants to play, you got to see for a vast majority of the game last night. Yeah. At almost the entire game, every person on the floor can dribble, take the ball to the court, pass, and finish mm-hmm. from all areas of the court. Giddy was, this is, he's he's stacking up some games. Yeah, he is. We're back to back. Yeah. He, he was, was awesome against the Spurs. He was great at attacking. He was great in the Spurs game, and he was great at attacking yesterday and finishing at the rim with contact. He also had one of his filthiest moves I can remember at about... Five minutes left in the second quarter. Corey Joseph. And he Poor just, Corey Joseph. It wasn't even a cross. It was just like a hesitation move. And it got Corey nailed to the floor and then Giddy scored. It was incredible. And so I don't know. He was awesome. He's attacking. He's also what was he three of three from the three point line last night? Which is unreal to see him shoot with such consistency mm-hmm. since he's been so bad from the three point line. And then I, it's everybody. Voss was great. Case and Wallace, like that's, uh, he is so stinking good. The play where he wrestled the ball away from Moses Moody. Yeah. The alley oop that he threw to Shea, which if you rewatch that play, it's like perfect fast break offense. Oh my God. It's like three passes yeah. down the floor. Alley oop, Shay, and then Kaysen's got this little grin on his face as he's walking up up the court. I don't know, man. I down, I downloaded his passing clips last night and put them on Twitter because I was just I was blown away just from the passing from him last night. It was just like wow, like he's just so smart. And to gain the to gain the I don't know trust that he has from Mark. Oh, it's twelve insane. games into his mm-hmm. career. Yeah. Yeah, instantly. I mean, he's he's so smart. He understands how to play multiple positions. I mean, the the oop to Shea, which is something like I don't know if I've ever seen an alley oop to Shea before. Yeah, that's true. Who would throw Shea, one? To Shea, Shea? Shea afterwards is like, yeah, that's a new thing for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's that scene from Semi Pro where they're just like, what? What was this? What was this? Yeah, it, it was definitely just like that. Uh, is, he is such a good player. He and he's a rookie. And I tweeted this last night. Like I don't even know if he deserves to have the rookie moniker. Like he doesn't play like it yeah. at all. And eventually, maybe he will. But I don't know. Like if this feels like another like J Dub situation. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be as good of a score as J Dub is altogether. But the fact that he's like this good of a connector already off the bench. Where you didn't, I mean, you don't feel bad about having him in the game ever. I mean, you look at the the guys that played off the bench, big minutes. Kendrick Williams, obviously, like you trust him. Isaiah Joe <clears throat> has become such a good player all around, way more than just a three point shooter. <clears throat> He's awesome. Works and hard on defense. Wiggs, we trust Wiggs. He played eleven minutes last night. Vava, how do you feel about Vava? Awesome. Five, I five, thought he was two good and last seven. Night. Yeah. 
he does some things where it's like at the end of the was it the end of the half where he took the ball and tried to shoot the last shot, which I think Shay Shay was like, you can either give it back to me or just go do something. Like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. And he gets blocked, like, right at the free throw line as he's going in. He does some things where he's like, you can tell he's still not fully ready for the NBA game. Yeah, athletically, he's but not Gosh, ready. the way you just know when he has the ball that he is working for the best, the best move. Yeah. And he made a couple passes last night that you were, oh, the, no, it was the pick and roll. It was probably the best pick and roll to Chet all season. Yeah. And it was Vasa making that pass. You know, yep. it just fit it right in the... It, I Dude, it was such beautiful, beautiful basketball. There was a pick and roll Shea had, I think it was in the it was in the first or second quarter, with uh, Chet, and both defenders followed Shea, and Shea had to, like, reach around both defenders on the baseline and drop it off backwards to Chet. Mm-hmm. And I think Chet got an and one finish on that. Yep. But that was like, okay, cool. They're, like, starting to – Chet's getting better at, like, his positioning on roles. Everyone's getting better at understanding where Chet is and where he's supposed to be. And I think that's one of the really big things with Chet that's going to just keep getting better too is that pick-and-roll action. Pick-and-pop, it's like, yeah, that's easy. They know what's going to happen. Chet, I, I'm trying to think about how to talk about his game. Yeah. Because it's – it just feels – what Chet do, hasn't done a ton other than a few games is these complete and utter takeovers yeah. to where it just stands out in like a dramatic way. Mm-hmm. But instead, what you see with him every single game is just consistency. Yeah, The effort is always there. Yeah. He's in the right position. Like even the Spurs game where it was kind of a letdown between him and Wimby. Like Chet just missed shots. Yeah, it wasn't that he was defended any better. Like there were a few where he was down low, and it made it more difficult because Wimby's such an elite uh, shot blocker. But yeah, but he missed. He's been he you know he's kind of been on a little bit. It feels like of a of a downward trend on the three point shot. But he is he just plays so well within the game that he doesn't yeah. stick out in the way that you, you know like the flashy parts all the time. Well, but it, man, it's impressive. If you remember that in summer league that first year. It was very flashy, right? It was like Chet takes the ball, crossover, pull-up, mid-range jumper, or turnaround jumpers. It was like very isolation. You could see the skill. You could see what he's able to do with the ball in his hands. Yeah. And that is – you got a little bit of that last night again too. And I think you're going to get more of that as just the game – uh, the total game feels more comfortable to him. Yesterday he had a turnaround jump shot that I was like, okay, cool, that's – that's something right Who there. Who can do, like, yeah. very few people can do that at his yeah. size. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he's, he's special, man. And it's, but it's not like a, it, and I don't want to detract by anything what I'm saying. And I, and I'm hoping it kind of comes out and makes sense. But it's just really an affirmation more of the fact that he is not looking for his, as much as somebody of his value and, hype mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. like he is perfectly content playing the role that they're asking him to play with well and it, it helps if you're that guy and there's so many guys on your team that are so good and capable <laughs> right yeah you know right. what i'm saying it's like yeah. when does he ever feel the pressure like oh i need to take over right now you see that from giddy sometimes this season you've seen him be like okay i think i need to do this yeah i need to stuff and chet you never feel that way it's like and you kind of right sometimes wish you would yeah yeah, like that Warriors game here in Oklahoma City that they lost on that last second, you know, mm-hmm. goaltend kind of mm-hmm. moment. Is there was Chet had twenty two or something at the first half, and then kind of faded to the back. Now, to be fair, Giddy and J Dub in that game had to force themselves back into rhythm because they were off, and, and right. they really helped in the third quarter. But there were definitely moments moments in the fourth quarter where Chet should have been like leading the offensive charge. Yeah, let me ask you a question, mm. and you may already know this, Andrew and Taylor, you mm-hmm. may as well, but. What is Case and Wallace shooting from the three point line at this point? Um, is Twelve up, games in the season. Is it up to sixty percent? You got a guess? Yeah, it's got to be like sixty percent. Fifty nine point one percent. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's the thing I was going to mention earlier so when we were talking about Case and is it's he doesn't feel like a rookie because every opportunity he has to make a play or take the right shot or whatever he always does the right thing and he doesn't mess up. His effective field goal percentage is 75.4%. something dumb. I mean, it's going to regress. He's going to have some games where he misses shots. But 
But how does he not incredible. make a bad decision? Uh, it's it's wild. He it, he doesn't make bad decisions, and the reason I think his shooting is what it is is he takes almost the perfect shot every single easy time. Easy right. open yes. shots generated by great players well, around him, and some of those makes aren't easy. They're very physical under the basket. He had a really physical up and under, not up and under, but reverse no, layup yeah. last night. Reverse layup. He had the running layup too. That was that's not an easy shot where he's going pretty fast. That that one's not. That was oh, the game. one where yeah, the really fast one uh, off the backboard in the angle was really weird. I thought it, I was like, "That's a yes. miss." Yeah, oh, I, no, I thought okay. so too. Yeah, yes. I was shocked when it went in. Yeah, he's he's so good. Like back to Chet. Like I just think that it speaks to like his basketball IQ that he is willing to fit in with this group mm-hmm. because I think that those guys can look around and say, "This team can be really good if." We do the right things mm-hmm. if we're able to sacrifice like just enough for everybody. And at this young age, like they're all willing to do that. And the hope is that they're willing to do that, you know, through the beginning of like their primes, and, like willing to sacrifice enough to just win basketball games. And like that's why they're eight and four right now. It's because there is like a willingness to sacrifice. Somebody of Chetzel would be like, I'm the number two pick. I should be the number two option. Give me the ball. I'm going to take shots. Let me operate at the nail. Let me do all these things. And he doesn't do that. And that, to me, just speaks to like how intelligent he is. And like the, it's so – and it, just the way the Thunder operate, I think I give a lot of credit to Mark for this, is like they just simply don't care about the way that other people think about how they should run their team. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, all what do we hear all offseason when they when people talked about Chet? Well, I just don't know if he could be a full-time center. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if you'd want if that's the right thing to do if you should want to. Look what the, the Spurs are going to do with Wimby. Like, they've already announced that they're going to start Zach Collins next to him. That's a good move. That's a good move. Oh, Maybe, yeah. Well, Kevin Pelton, like, I don't know if you listen. I know you didn't, Andrew, yet. But Kevin Pelton and Zach Lowe talked three minutes on the Thunder. <coughs> and Zach yeah. Lowe, both of them were like, we underestimated how many wins this team was going to get. Yeah. I know Kevin Pelton's whole, you know, r- algorithm that he creates to do this. He said, the thing that I didn't take into account is that they were going to commit to Chet long-term as the center. Yeah. It's like, well, you weren't paying attention. Then you weren't. Then you didn't listen to down to down. So let me, KP. I, I'm not trying to jump all over the place, but I just came yeah. across a stat that I was or like, or look at the roster who's playing center yeah. then. I think they thought, I th- I think they thought that they would have Jay Will and Chet on I the floor. I think they genuinely thought Jay Will would, okay. but not taking into account, it's like at that point you're leaving either Giddy, J Dub, Dort, or Shea off the floor. Yeah, but the thing is, like the Thunder have like all along not really cared about. No, it's awesome. You know, like from the beginning of the rebuild, it was like, oh my gosh, they have too many picks, and like the whole time, like no, we don't have enough. We're going to keep doing this more, where we have more picks in the future. Didn't care. Haven't really even used all that many of them. I still have a ton. They remember when they were drafting, like they drafted Giddy, and then it was like they drafted J Dub and Jang, and it was like they're drafting too many ball handlers. Like there's just too many. Like what are we gonna do here with all these ball handlers? And now we're actually seeing it, and we're like, oh, yeah. Like everybody sees it, like okay, there's probably not too many. This is probably pretty good. <laughs> this is probably- it's like oh, I think more basketball teams should have uh, five players that can handle the basketball. Yeah, this court. is probably just this is just right. Yeah, maybe we could get another one. And maybe they took can- another one in the draft in case yeah. of Wallace. And you're like, oh, this is pretty good. That's pretty good job. You know. Yeah. And now, like the whole thing is like, oh, the rebounding, the rebounding, this, you know, and the Thunder. You know, lost the rebounding battle last night, but they won the game by almost 20 points. Well, and, and the effort on rebounding was different last night. You can tell they're trying different things, like Chet was running in. Because Chet gets stuck on the outside a lot or stuck behind yeah, uh, behind his guy. Yeah, it's true. He can uh, still get pushed around a little bit. He but. can. But he uh, was really trying to like move around and run back into the, to the rim and get the rebound last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing he's doing, he's not shying away from it. Yeah. I'll take that over, like, he's going to physically get beat by guys. That's just the inevitability of his career. But maybe I don't not know, man. He was, career. he was posting up on people and, and trying to take advantage of mismatches, which some of it's like Chris Paul, who basically is like a lead block when somebody tries to post up against him. But yeah, he's really good. He's just 
I don't know, man. Chad well, has been he's so... probably putting a thumb in your butt the whole time, too. Or <laughs> probably. Something. Yeah, probably. probably. Uh, so here's what I just found this statistic that I think is ridiculous. All right, so we just talked about how Cason Wallace is 59.1% from the three-point line. I think we could pretty clearly say that a majority of those are from the corner. Can you tell me what he is shooting from the corners on threes? Oh, no. 75%. <laughs> Over, under. Over. 80%. Percent. <laughs> 80% many, for corners. How many corners? Oh, it's like, I don't know, I just I shut that down, but I didn't need context. I just thought the number was awesome. Uh, it just gives a percentage. Oh, oh yeah, it okay, just gives a okay. percentage. Sorry. The percentage of, of, of their threes. Still but, trying to learn how to use the internet. But it's it's crazy. It's new. Um, <laughs> First time. Still new. So, Kevin Pelton and Bobby Marks did a rookie ranking on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Dot com. Dot com. Uh, where do you think they ranked Chet and Kaysen in their rookie rankings? Am I going to be mad or happy? You know what? I'm not even going to tell you about emotions, Jay. I'm just going to let you guess. If Chet isn't two, then throw the whole thing in the trash. I think they put he Chet He actually should two. be one. He should be fun. one. Right now in the season, he should be one. They Who's both done? they both rank Chet number one. Okay. I Good. would say Kaysen four. Kaysen for Pelton is sixth behind Wimbanyama, Asar Thompson, Marcus Sasser, and Derek Lively. Yeah. And then uh, he's fifth with Derek Lively and Kaysen switching spots for um, Bobby. For, for Bobby. For Bobby. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's it's amazing. And last year, last year we had the second best rookie in the league. That's someone we haven't talked about at all, by the way, is J Dub. He's been. Who, Perfectly really great. Good. Who I was thinking about while we were talking about, you know, these guys that don't really care about getting theirs, even though they're they're definitely capable and able. Sorry, camera went off. Is J Dub is probably the second best guy behind Shea at like creating a shot and just making things happen and like he could ISO every game. Or he could he could run a pick and roll every every play if he wanted to and be successful. Yeah, and that's a guy that he's also falling in line with that same mentality as everyone else. It, and it, yes, you're totally right. And he had 30 points the other night on like how many shots was it? It wasn't it was that many. Something absurd. Yeah, it he, was, uh, he's really good. I mean, he had so efficient too. Talking about efficiency of Case and Wallace. Yeah. I mean, he he could have his own team. Like he would be the best player on the Wizards right yeah. now. Yeah, he was he was oh, yeah. eleven of sixteen. It was against the Suns. Eleven of sixteen mm-hmm. from the field. Three of four from three. Thirty thirty one points. He is special. And what you see most nights with this team, and that's why the Sacramento game was so odd, is if somebody doesn't have it, somebody else will. Yeah. In almost every other game. Yep. yep. And the Kings, it was like nobody. It felt like nobody could get a rhythm going, and it just was bad from the start, and they could never really figure it all out. But there was moments last night where it's like in that second and third quarter where Jay, where Shea was forcing some stuff and wasn't getting calls and a lot of misses, a lot of ugly misses. And then you have J-Dub who just steps up and knocks down a simple jump shot yeah. to kind of mm-hmm. steady the offense. And he also is an elite elite at the basket and he's getting really good at those kind of scoop layups that go kind of what Shea does a lot Mm -hmm. where it's you know the right angle on the backboard to go perfectly and I they reach so far by the way like Shea and J-Dub when they when they do that scoop layup it's like how did your arm get that far in front of the defender that's in front of you yeah it's crazy. His, it's insane. Both of them, and part of it is just the benefit of having kind of two guys that are great ball handlers, can finish, that are also really long. Yeah, yeah. Like J-Dub, his arm, his wingspan is, I mean, he's over seven foot wingspan, right? And I think Shea's yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, they both are. And so both of them have this ability to finish. It's just, if you're not like over the top hyped about this team, Maybe it's not this year where it gets fully actualized. Like the likelihood is it's not. I think it's still fair to say fifty wins is very much more of a possibility than it was. So let's let's do something ridiculous. Oh yeah. Let's pretend that this team is a contending team now. Let's say it's it's two years from now. Okay. How many players on this roster right now are like whole kind of complete players that would be on a contending team? 
Shay. The whole starting five. The whole starting five. The whole starting five for sure. Isaiah Joe. Yep. Joe's really good. Kaysen Wallace. Kaysen Wallace. And Kenrich for sure. Kenrich. And probably Vasa. I, I think know. Vasa. That's I think the, that's I, the one that I think Vasa gets minutes on most every other team. Um, he definitely could because he can shoot and he can pass. Wigs too. I'm. I'm. I mean, maybe I'm just being stupid about that one. But how many? How many of those old Thunder teams would you have killed to have? You think? Think about this one. I don't know that I would have killed anybody. Not anybody? come on. You wouldn't have killed one person. Okay. All right. Fine. Just it's one. a bad. Just person. one. <laughs> it's a bad person yeah. that's also killed somebody. Um, okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> No, I'm thinking about like, would would Wiggs? What would Wiggs' minutes be on the Bucks this year? He would play for the Bucks. Oh, that's a good team to bring up. Yeah, really shallow team, but he definitely would play. What about Wiggs on the Suns? I mean, Wiggs would be the <laughs> second best player on the Suns. <laughs> <laughs> or Wiggs on? I mean, this you can go down the list. Yeah, it's true. And it's he's going to get minutes on almost all of those teams, Dude, and and maybe more than he's even getting for the Thunder. Wiggins is a lot more talented than than we even get to see too. Yeah. Like some of the shots and stuff he's finishing are. He had a three in the Spurs game that was like four feet behind the three point line. Yeah, he can shoot it. Like you never, you don't see it that often from him. Yeah, he he also had a shot. I'm trying to remember what game it was. Where it was like into the shot clock, they he had the ball like almost in the corner, and then just like spin move, yes. step back three. Where it was like, was that Paul George or was that Aaron Wiggins? Like, what's going on here? It's crazy. Yeah, he's got, like the the talent on this team is crazy. And think about this, they're still likely to get a lottery pick in this draft. Wow. Probably I mean, the Clippers, top three pick. Could be the first pick in the draft for the Clippers, <laughs> guys. Could be the first pick in the draft. Who yeah. are the top three guys kind of in the uh, in this year's draft class Dude, so no, far? I mean, nobody knows. Ron Holland is the guy that everybody talks about as. Okay, Ron McDonald. And then Sars the brother is up there too, right? Yeah, he's one of he's. I mean, depending on who you ask, he's like in the top like five-ish. But honestly, nobody knows yet. There's a lot. I mean, the G League is just starting, and college basketball is just starting. Somebody's going to emerge as good, but like right now, it's like, man, this class kind of stinks. Mm-hmm. So, but there'll be somebody, right? And honestly, like there are some good role players in this draft, and like that—that's what the Thunder need. The Thunder don't need, and typically at the top of the draft, what you need is somebody that can do what Shea and Chet and J Dub and Giddy can do for mm-hmm. a team. The Thunder are in such a unique position where they can just show up to the draft and say, hey, we have, and they're going to learn throughout this season, what are the needs of the team? And how can we fill it? I, I honestly still think they need like a big 3-4 that can defend and shoot. Mm-hmm. And there's, I don't know if like that guy exists in this draft. There's guys that theoretically fit that mold, but maybe somebody emerges and it's like, oh yeah, that guy's perfect. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you get somebody in that can kind of compete with Jang for minutes, and then it's like made the best man win from those two. Um, so it's, I, I think it's too early to really evaluate any of the draft stuff and obviously <clears throat> draft positioning. But you know they're going to get another good pick in this draft, and that's it's really exciting because I mean this team they're not done building. They have all the assets to go get whatever they want. You know, even if this were just the team, like if you just said, okay, now it stops. Somehow, like all the picks have expired. Like this is it. I think you just feel really good. Yeah. <laughs> About like the direction of the team, just because there's so much room for growth for guys like Casey Wallace. And I, th- I mean, J Dub is only in his second year. Like he is going to be. So good. I and think of him as like kind of one of the vets on the team too, just how he plays. Like he just plays yeah. so comfortably. It's he insane. just started year two. Chet has only played twelve games in his career. Yeah, I can't I can't, I kind of like can't understand how how good this team can continue to get this and I, year. And I don't wanna like pretend that I that I think like this is definitely gonna happen, but like there there is a chance that this roster overall exceeds what the roster did in 
like the twenty early twenty tens, just because I think that they're, it. that they're more solid throughout, and they have more. I think like the first go around, it was we obviously have to take Kevin Durant. We obviously like, and then you got to the rush draft, and it was like, oh, like I don't know, like they and they drafted the right guy, obviously, mm-hmm. but like if you were drafting a team for Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook and he were awesome together. But there were just times where it just didn't like totally fit, but their talent was so overwhelming. And then you bring in James Harden as like the talent was so overwhelming. It's almost like um like the Pistons have kind of built their roster. Where it's just like let's just build for like just get the best players in here and we'll figure it out. This team is just built so differently. Mm-hmm. It's like there's an there's intentionality with every pick with how they could fit together. And there's a style, a predetermined style of play that was established when they wanted to rebuild the team. No, we're going to build the team with passers. We're going to rebuild the team with high basketball IQ. And it's just so evident that, one, these guys can fit and play together really fast. And two, their talent level is so much higher than what we thought when they were drafted. More more than what anybody thought, honestly, outside of Chet. Everybody believed in Chet, but you have like Shea emerging as an all NBA player is like one of the like things that like really uh helps this along. But then J Dub and Giddy being as good as they are. And then I think Casey Wallace too is gonna yeah. be really good. Well, I mean it's it's a it's absurd to even think that they could be better than that. But I think holistically they could be. And that intention and decision making it also goes into who they chose to be the head coach of this team. Yeah. Mar- I mean, that's like maybe the biggest part. It's like, okay, you can draft all these players, but like, you know, if you just went out and got the your typical NBA coach, yeah, it and, may not have worked like this. Yeah, and Mark, Mark is a developmental story in himself. You know, we talk about like the development of some of these guys, but the fact that you like brought this guy – and developed him with the blue, saw the potential, brought mm-hmm. him onto the staff, and then promoted him to head coach. And essentially because he's like just is all about development only. And now he has one, he's like really aligned with the front office in the way that he coaches. And not that the other guys that have coached with this team weren't, but I think that he's more aligned with the with the front office than other coaches have been. It really understands like process over like results and like mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't seem to really get all that rattled, you know, and makes decisions based on what he thinks is best for the team long term and not necessarily best in the moment. I mean, he is. I think he could be really. I think Mark could be really special too, and he's a, he's a part of like why all of this is working totally. And so it's really it's just really cool and to that, see it unfold in front of us and like what we're talking about with all these players having opportunity and they're also skilled and they could, there's four players that could run their own team. If you don't have a coach that can figure out how to make sure all four of those players can play off each other. And like, if the X's and O's aren't there, if the, if the, the talks in the locker room and the decisions for how we're going to play. And the egos are kept in check a little bit, which is also a role of the coach. Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. Like the culture is kind of set from the top down. Yeah. Yeah, they, and that's also something like they've really vetted these guys on like what their personalities are like, and can that can they exist in like this Thunder ecosystem? And, like they're all really good guys, and so I mean that that all helps. And things will change as time goes on. Like these guys are going to make a lot more money. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a lot more fame. They're going to have more people around them. And it's not the the trouble is not necessarily like even like the way that they're playing or like that they're not getting enough shine. It's the people around them that are going to say, Hey, like you should have your own team. Yeah. And like the, a lot of people want to talk about like James Harden back in the day before he was traded from the thunder. But I can imagine that the biggest thing was like Pete, the people in his ear saying, Hey James, not only should you have a max contract, but you could do this. You see what Russell's doing? Like you could do that, but probably better. See what Kevin's doing. You could be that. Why wouldn't you want that? Like, don't you want that? And you know, like that was probably the right thing for James. Mm-hmm. But like, keeping all of that, holding that all together, is really tough. 
And the thunder, like we're in like the gravy zone. This is like the fun. This is the fun part. This is the part that like we should like stop and say like we should enjoy this because this is the this is the best part of being a fan. Like when the expectations are low and you're exceeding them and you're starting to gain all this steam because there will come a time where things aren't so rosy for the thunder. Mm-hmm. Like that will happen because it happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. So like, just like we we just need to remember to enjoy like this part where it's like, this is the 20 2010 season for the thunder. When it was like, Oh, like this, this, these guys are great. Like, this is really fun. Like they're growing, like they're going to win seven championships. Who knows? You know, like this is, this is where we're at right now. And like the life cycle of the team and they're, they're really good and they're exceeding expectations right now. And they also have like a great opportunity in front of them because they play golden state again. Uh, Let's see. Gary Payton II left the game with a pretty bad ankle sprain and is going to – he's in a boot. So oh, like really? He, he's not going to play Saturday. Um, Curry could play Saturday, but we don't know that yet. Um, then they play Portland on Sunday. Like they just need to go take care of business against Portland. And then they play Chicago at home next Wednesday. So, one, they have kind of a spaced-out schedule. There's not a lot of travel even though they are away, like they get to stay in San Francisco. Yeah, and then just take a hour flight from San Francisco to Portland. Yep, and then they come home, and then they're home for a few days, and then they play Chicago. Like they need to take care of business against those teams. And then the schedule gets tougher, and you get to kind of really figure out what you got there against Philly on the following Saturday. But uh, it's really exciting. Like This is such an exciting time to be a Thunder fan, and it's just cool to see – them doing it on their own terms you know you see because like you look at houston and like what well, houston's been really good and like you have to give them a lot of credit but they didn't no. necessarily do it on no. their own they didn't necessarily do this on their own terms like they're not doing it with the guys they draft no no no. they went and got fred they hired a new coach they that was not some developmental coach yeah i mean they this would not be the way you would map out how you rebuild it's like i mean they hit the eject button you know and I don't necessarily think it's the best thing for them long term because you're taking possessions away from these young guys that really need them at this point. And so it's fine. It's cool. But it's just, it's what it is. It's cool to see the Thunder kind of doing things their own way this whole time and doing it on their own terms. Um, it's just cool. Cool to see. Uh, okay. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do Tayshawn's and some Twitter questions. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Just go to Twitter questions. Mitation's and we're back after that quick break. Uh, we're not going to do Tayshawn's because Taylor said, quote, my Tayshawn's is stupid. <laughs> and so we'll do some some Twitter. Wait, Twitter. hit me with the Jimmy. Hit me with the Jimmy. Nope. Jimmy. There we go. Tayshawn's. Nope. <laughs> Twitter questions. You got questions and you have them on Hey, can I give a uh, quick shout out to Jimmy? And I'm gonna mess up his last name, but it's Tyler. I, I want to say Rybart, but it's probably Rebert. Yeah, or Rybert. Yeah. These, if you're watching us on YouTube, we've got these little down to dunk coasters. Man, he made yeah. like six of them for us. 
They're awesome. And they're heavy. They kind of remind me of a pog slammer. <laughs> yeah. Like pog a, people. A giant pog slammer. This thing would destroy. But anyway, they're tight little coasters that we've been uh, using to put our drinks on. Could yep. be a weapon, too. Could be a weapon. You throw it. You could hit somebody with this and do some damage. Oh, you could sneak up and do some damage. You could sneak no up and do a lot of damage. So anyway. There's, there's no doubt about that. Huge Thank shout you, out, Tyler. Tyler. Thank you, brother. Shout out. It's great seeing you. Uh, let's do some Twitter questions. Our first Twitter question comes from at Johnny Ho 34 Who was that? Down to Dunk Knight. Shout out to John. Johnny Ho! He says, very important question. Are the sweatshirts that Andrew K. Schlechten family wearing at DTD night available for purchase? I need to populate my Christmas list. All right. We're, we'll do it. We'll put them up. All right. I'll do it today. $65. $65. $78. At leak 7611 How confident are you in us getting 50 wins this year? Very. I'm more confident you're, than I was. You're a pessimist. I still am a little pessimistic. You're trying to be the counter, like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to be the guy that keeps putting them down. So He's that- trying to be respectable and not a homer, but you look like a freaking dingus right now because <laughs> this team is going to get 60 wins. <sighs> yeah. No, it's just being reasonable, and that's just not my way of following this team. Yeah. I mean, it would... It would be a little, I mean, it'll be a little disappointing if they didn't at least get around like 48 to 50-ish wins from here. Because mm. they will, I mean, they will have to lose a lot of games yeah. to get there, to get to like 44 or whatever. So, yeah, I told <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe Masato picked them to win 42. <laughs> oh, come on, Joe. I, I told Joe he needed to issue an apology. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Where is he going to do that? Where is he going to do it? Yeah, yeah. apologize. I think um, in front of Four Seasons Landscaping. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was good. Wow, that <laughs> was reference. quick, too. Good job. Uh, okay, at the bomb, 520972. How do you see Gideon J-Dub's roles evolve as Chet becomes more of a part of the offense? It's a great question because, I mean, it will have to happen. Because I do think that Chet... Well, I think Chet is the second best player on the team, and I think Chet will emerge as like the second most important offensive player on the team. And there needs to be sacrifice that happens in order for that to to be something that that occurs. But I do think that there is also an interesting balance that can happen from night to night, where it's like J Dub's going to get the most shots tonight, or the second most shots tonight. I think it's always going to be Shea. Like Shea is like the engine mm-hmm. of what they do, but. I think you can kind of like pick and choose based on matchups, you know, what these guys are going to, how these guys are going to perform. And so, I mean, it's kind of cool, but I do think that there's going to need to be like some sacrifice for this to work. <laughs> My stomach is rumbling so loud. You can, the mics are picking it up, but it's a really it are you hungry. Like, yeah. It is like, it's con, it's kind it's of angry. constant. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> do I need to go get you a granola bar or something? I don't know. I'll just eat my own face. <laughs> wow. <It's... laughs> I was like, man, I, I don't know what I... the microphones could pick it up. Like, yeah. it is like screaming it's, at it. I was like, like, what, five I was like what am I saying that is so funny? It's your stomach. You're hilarious, man. <laughs> your your run-of-the-mill analysis is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> At talking underscore thunder, if Chet had played last year, would he would he have won rookie of the year? I think if he plays like this, he probably would have because Paolo was really inefficient, but like put up the numbers. But I think all like I mean, all the love that went to Walker Kessler last year for like his efficiency and all his plus minus and all the advanced numbers. Like I don't think that he would have gotten all that love. I think it would have all gone to Chet. I haven't heard much about him this yeah. year. How's he you know doing? what? Uh, I don't know. Dweebs, all you Seriously. dweebs out there. <laughs> if you guys can hear Let's me, that's not Walker's doing. Dweebs. I haven't heard his name once on a podcast. I don't even this year. think about the Jazz anymore. Yeah, like, I don't even consider them an NBA team right now. Yeah, the Jazz stink, but they kind of need to. Yeah, yeah, but they're one of those franchises where if they don't have a star player. That's like putting up highlight plays. I don't even think of them. Yeah, it's true. 
at James Timberlake. Justin's brother. Justin's brother. Cousin, actually. Oh. If you hypothetically place Isaiah Joe on any of the KD Russ teams, what did the Thunder look like today? Oh, my God. Two championships. Two championships. KD and Russ are still here. We're playing in year 16 with the duo. Mm-hmm. All because of Isaiah Joe. Actually, Isaiah Joe would have been too young. Yeah, he'd have been like 10. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, At Zach. <laughs> to burst your bubble. <laughs> At Zach underscore diesel. At what point is Casey Wallace's sample size big enough to give him some know. real kudos? He's getting kudos from us. Yeah. And apparently, oh, we're both giving Kevin him Pelton kudos. And Bobby Marks. He's getting him kudos. Did you guys ever eat the kudos bars? I've had one. They're good. Maybe two. They're good. They don't even exist anymore. I, I don't have think. no idea what you're so. talking. I don't even know what you're talking. They're about. like yeah. actual like. They're from when Isaiah Joe bars. was a baby. Um, I don't think they exist anymore. I don't think they do either. Here's what happened to the Kudos bars. Is the first. We're going to spend the next five minutes Let's reading this article about Kudos. kudos. The real reason Kudos disappeared. They were good. Murder. They must have been really bad for you. Okay, Case and Wallace. Yeah, it's basically candy bar. Yeah, they were candy bar. They were delicious. So Case and Wallace, like a granola bar. Yeah, they, I used to drink. It, it was a trick. That was back in the day when like Slim Fast were just like Sugar. chocolate. Yeah, shakes. chocolate milk. Yeah, it's yeah. great. That was good. You drink Slim Fast? Well, my mom always had them in the fridge growing up. So oh, really? I, and they tasted so good. They were so good. That's how I got started on diet soda. Is we would go to camp. And since all of the leaders were like older people, they would just bring diet sodas. Yeah. And there was like yeah. always just two days in, you wanted a soda and you went in and it was exclusively Diet Coke yeah. or Diet Dr. Pepper. Healthy. Yeah. So then all of a sudden you're like, well, I guess I'll try this. Next thing I know, hooked. Yeah. So now I just drink zero sugars. Yeah. DPZ or Coke Zero. That's Dude, it. Get everything they're else both so and punt it to the moon. They're yeah. both so good. Dr. Pepper Zero is the greatest soda that's ever been made. It's amazing. Opinion. Wow. Yeah. I would agree. It's a hot agree. take, but... No, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's a good. perfect take. It's really good. So, Casey Wallace has taken 59 total shots in his career. I He's hitting 64% of them. <laughs> That's like a lot of shots. 13 of 22 from three, 59%. Still, he's only taken eight free throws. He hasn't missed one yet. I mean, here's the thing. He's going for the uh, the very rare... 60, 60, 100. 100. He's currently in the 64, 50, 100 club. <laughs> he, I mean, that's going to go down, but the thing is, I, I I think it's safe to say, like, he's a shooter, and he's going to be a really valuable Gosh, he's, member of the team. Perfect. It's perfect. And so, the fact that you don't have to think about the... Is he going to be Dort's replacement? It's like, actually, they play really well together. They play yeah. great together. And Dort, like, shout out to Dort. He's been awesome. And he's taken a lesser role in offense, and he continues to be just a monster defensively. He's and that's, been great. Going back to some of those conversations we had, is Dort is a tremendous tone setter for the way this team will keep their attitude in check. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's great. the same reason you keep a Kenrich around. That's the same yeah. reason, you know. Like, there's a lot of those things that, yeah. I don't know. Dort's making a lot of money. I love Dort. And he's got a great attitude, works hard. It's awesome. Yeah. This team is, guys, if you're missing it, because Bally sucks, I get it. But this is, these are the the good old days of this new roster. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. And it may be a three to four year window when things feel this awesome. Yep. You know, but man. You never know. Jump on right now. Come on. Jump on. At Bangelo, what's the thing you're looking forward to eating the most? Bangelope. At Thanksgiving? At Thanksgiving. Mm, I feel like I've missed the Thanksgiving pods for a while. Yeah. Because I haven't got to have these conversations. Yeah, next week's Thanksgiving. Green bean casserole. No doubt. Um, I like a candied yam. What's the difference between a candied yam and sweet potatoes? I don't know, brother. I don't know, brother. <laughs> I don't know, brother. <laughs> Not sure, brother. Because I love a sweet potato <laughs> if casserole. You, if you gave me both, I wouldn't know. And they'd both be yeah. great. We started good. last year this... At our church, we started doing a Thanksgiving potluck dinner yeah. like the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And people have lost their mind for it. It's so much fun. That's awesome. And they bring, I mean, there are 
thousand sides and a thousand desserts. And, you know, I wait till the end because I'm constantly terrified we're going to run out of food. And, uh, but we don't. And had some great, great sweet potato casserole the other day, but also stuffing. You stuffing. Can't go. And here's my deal. And this is something that's telling about me is don't pretty up any of that crap. No. Like, you're right. I'll take stovetop, I'll take basic stuff all across the board. Yeah. Turkey, need turkey. It's good. Yeah. You got a smoked turkey? Nope. I know. You've been you've been championing the smoked turkey for a decade. Greenberg. Still? Yeah. Didn't yeah. they burn down a couple years they ago? They did, but they're back. They're back, baby. They burned down during the pandemic, which is just like it was just like, is the world ending? Like what's happening? <laughs> is that here? When Greenberg burned down, it's <laughs> It must have smelled you have, delicious. Do you have it on campus? <laughs> like you have it on your in your house? Is it here? Mm, it's not on campus yet. <laughs> <laughs> on campus. I love it. Thanksgiving is the best. Okay. okay. I'm not a huge turkey guy. Okay. But as far as all the sides and everything else goes, it's the best holiday. I will just eat all the sides. That's what my wife does. I love it. Rolls. That's what my wife gravy. does. My wife. <laughs> she does it. She does all the sides. <laughs> My wife likes that. <laughs> She's also been championing for us to like go a totally different direction. She said, if it's Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and it's for me to enjoy the foods that I like, let's do like a fajitas and chips and dips. You can do it the day before. You can what I was, was going to say, you do that like every, like everybody does that like every Friday. So yeah, yeah. it's not what I do every Friday. Fajita Friday. Yeah. Is that what you do here? No, oh, but I mean, we should. Yeah. It sounds awesome. Yeah. It also is alliteration. Yeah. yeah. Fun Fajita Friday. Fun Fajita Friday. Triple Fs. <laughs> uh, at Pepsi United, who on the Thunder deserves more playing time than he has gotten so far? Nobody. I think the I think the rotation's awesome right now. There's not Dream one. Man. Poku. Uh, shout out to Poku, but no. There's no one not playing that I miss. Uh, and they're also they're yeah. also giving like. Last night, Jay Will, who plays a lot, doesn't get a lot of minutes because the matchup, they went with Dario Saric to start, brought Le- Kevon Looney off the bench, or at least in the second half. And yeah. so that's why he was also quicker to pull Chet and put Kenrich in, at the, mm-hmm. basically to run small ball five, because they didn't need it. And there'll mm-hmm. be games where Jay Will is more needed. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next Twitter question comes from at Kellen World Peace. The Thunder not only have the best young core, but they are quickly climbing the power rankings in the league fits department. Would you rather send J Dub or Giddy to be on Throwing Fits podcast to rep the squad? Is that like outfits? Yep. I would go J Dub. What's kind of fun about being on the court? The camera's gone. What's fun about being on the court at the end of the game, like we were on Tuesday night, is you get to see a lot of the players come out of the locker room and kind of meet up with their people and different things like that. And J-Dub had a wild-looking outfit on. And uh, Shea had uh, that jacket. And I don't know if – you may have mentioned this on oh, you Wednesday, Wednesday night you did where Shea couldn't raise his arms to shoot. But because of Trying the – Trying to get him to take a half-court shot. the jacket. And then Old Man River – you know, the Thunder, job. the Thunder I, Santa Claus. Was, I actually, he did great. He did a great he job. He was doing his job, but like you should job. know who Andrew Schlecht is, is all I'm saying. No, no, no. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a great yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know who that is, Santa? Do you, how dare you? He's talking to Nick Gallo right now. <laughs> He's talking to Nick. You know who gave him a shout out is uh, the dude that I can never remember his name when I need to. That is the PR uh, guru for the Thunder. His name is, hold Matt. on, da, da, uh, Matt Tumbleson. Yeah. He directly looked at you and did this. I thought he was going to come over and talk to you, but instead he just walked off. He just walked away. Um, hey, shout out to Sarika <laughs> Crossland before we get to... Are you okay? <laughs> shout out to... Are you dying? Sarika Crossland, who won the half-court shot contest. We brought this up Wednesday, but I wanted to say her name on the show. Um Two out of three. Two out of three it's incredible. is unbelievable. I'm pretty sure in we, year two, she also hit the rim and was really close. Yeah, she did. She was close. She was <laughs> really close. If you're not on YouTube, one more reason to subscribe is to watch Taylor. and Taylor is pain. in excruciating pain right now. 
<laughs> it's really bad. Um, but I cannot believe she won. So so just to break it down, she not only hit she so you hit the half court shot. There were three people that hit the half court shot. One one shout out to your buddy, my buddy Jeremy. Shout out to Jeremy Miller. Hit the half court shot. It's a good man right there. It's a good man. It was it was awesome. His I, kids were having so much fun watching him hit that shot. Yeah, his he texted me that his kid afterwards um, said to him, he's like, Dad, did you cons-, like after he lost? He's like, Dad, did you consider that the people that you know got further than you were younger and also better at basketball than you? Wow. He's like, Yeah, I he's knew like, that. Okay, son. Um, yeah. Anyways, I went and picked him up. I, I felt like I had like some like you know parent strength that just came out of me you know when you can lift a car up off of a yeah, child we talked about doing that earlier to anybody that won and then yeah. you actually just did it by yourself i just ran and did it and yeah do you feel okay the next day I feel great good yeah i feel awesome but anyways shout out to Sri crossland who not only hit the half court shot but then she <laughs> then she had to hit so they went to the knockout round and she had to hit the so they went nba three next Sunk an NBA three, just Didn't like they it have was. To hit nothing. another half court shot to get to the NBA three. No, no, no. They both everybody missed, and so then after they missed, oh, okay. they went that's to threes, right, right. and then she and the other guy, which I don't know your name. Shout out to you, David. Guy. David. That sounds right. Shout out to David. He also like you could tell he's a legit basketball player. Yeah, it was like yeah. he was. This yeah. was like he he had maybe, no surprise like on his lower, face whatsoever. Lower, after lower he level hit the college shot. player, probably. Yeah, it was like wow. Um, but then he they went to free throws, and they both missed the first one. And then he, David missed, and you could tell. I mean, it was just like in and out. Yeah. And then Sarika stepped up, swish. And she she won again. I cannot believe it. The odds are... Never in that favor. So low. That one, that you are the one to win the half-court shot contest in general. But then to win it twice, it's to crazy. To win it twice. It's crazy. You have to beat like... It's like probably a total of like 500 people that have shot over three years. Oh, it's, yeah, it's probably that or more. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. So, shout out. Uh, all right, guys. Are you miffed and are you peeved? Miff. 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 Miffed and peeved. Are you guys miffed and are you guys peeved? Uh, I'm str- Jay, I know you have one, but th- getting a cramp like that. Yeah, what happened? Uh, my leg just started cramping up like crazy. That Where at? Hamstring? Yeah, like right above the knee. No, that's quad, oh. but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what my muscles are. When people are like, check out my tries, I have no idea what that is. Seriously? Or where that is. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the effort that they put out. Yeah. It's me trying. What do you mean? It's check tries. out my tries. Check out my tries. Oh, T-R-Y-S. Watch me try. Watch me try. Check out how many times I tries. Tries the back of your arm. Oh, really? Yeah. Who cares about that? Me. It's the only thing I got going for me. It's triceps and calves. I get a lot of cramps in my calves. Not as much anymore, but I used to get them so badly. And I would like, and always in bed. And I would spring out of bed, like one fail swoop, like out of bed onto my feet, just trying to get that. Like, oh, put, your, no. yeah, yeah, put yeah. your foot down to get it to stop. Cramps are wild, man. Cramps suck. You're, are you okay? No, you should and drink then, some water. And then my today. stomach was already like. Yeah, your body is like shutting down, yeah, I think. Something's wrong. Yeah, there's something wrong. It very makes me miffed and pee for you. Thanks, man. I'm miffed and peeved about like something so insignificant. I, especially as the weather starts to get cooler and drier uh, and all those different go. things, I start getting all of these like cracks in my nails. Yeah, in your nails. Sorry, my nail beds. Yeah, like, look at that little thing. And for oh, that some hurts. Reason, it's yeah, like the smallest, tiniest little thing. I've had those before. It stings hurts. like the dickens. It does. It's so I get this are... little. I have this little gold bond. Yeah. Uh, kind of creme is it working creme yeah. is it a creme, creme. yeah <laughs> you, you, light you squeeze it in your mouth you and it heals it. your yeah. wounds is it a light blue colored no, one it's a little yellow one little yellow you just one. squeeze it in there and it you just kind of and it helps you know something weird about better. me yeah always I, I like that kind of pain and i do it to myself check that out you do it to yourself that's yeah, that's like, psycho dude. yeah that is psycho yeah, if i him, run right? out of nails to pick I just start picking the skin. Around. Everything about you this morning wow. kind of bothers me. Yeah, right there's now. yeah, there's something weird about you today. Your stomach's been grumbling for speaking of weird. Uh, you can't buy slob wizard shirts anymore, but we there are, soon there will be a significant amount of slob wizard shirts floating around oh, out there. A lot of slob wizard shirts. So uh, very it's about excited. To get I cannot wait to wear it. We should all wear it ours at the same time on the fry pod once we get. Yeah, we shirt. will do that and Slob then, Fridays. 
Yeah. Well, slob Fridays. Yeah, working <laughs> hands cream at noon and a, that's probably a good call. Yeah. Also, uh have we started have we solidified any details about we are gonna have a watch party in yeah. I think February? January. 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 And so that'll be a night where I think we're gonna have a couple, honestly. Perfect. That'll be a night where all of the slob wizards can come out. Yeah, we should have a slob wizard watch party. Yep. We should. That the the admission to the event is a slob wizard, sure. Yeah. Yep. And if you don't have one, go or tattoo. Go home. You can yeah, go get or you tattooed. Can, you have to get it tattooed though. In the exact design. As it would is. look on yeah. on the t shirt on your chest. That's awesome. So And the beard has to be actual hair. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Uh thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Enjoy the Thunder basketball. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday.